Ringside Crew. Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey dudes at Ringside Crew, this is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana here. This is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Tamaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Sarks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's own Brody Adler. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dicker. This is According to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Cash what is that? Where you are watching the internationally known. Dudes at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Wrestling fans, and welcome to episode one of the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your po- I'm your host, I am your host, Joe Panther the third, and now from the top of Metal Mountain all the way down to all 50 states and the globe, it's the happy heel himself, the metal. What's going on, Rinkside Crew? What's going on, Internationally Known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? Oh, my gosh. This show is going to be really good. Water. I swear. <laughs> uh, so, you ready to... Any any news? Anything we want to talk about before we introduce our lovely guest today? We could start it with, uh, with the guest, you know? All right. All right. All right. So, let's give a war. Dudes at ringside, welcome to Ring of Honor's own Stella Gray. <laughs> welcome, Stella. Welcome. welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting to come on, Dudes at Ringside. Not to mention, you are episode two of season two of our podcast. So, I'm playing the lottery. It's 2022 and episode two. And not only that, Joe, you're forgetting forgetting the most important part. Ring of Honor announced their return, and we have Stella Gray on the same exact day. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't plan that. I didn't plan that. (laughs) And and it's kind of cool because, as I said to you before we were live, hey, it's one of our friends. (laughs) Like, Ring of Honor is pretty much the single handed reason why I am so like attached to the independent wrestling scene like I am with this podcast like in ROH if it wasn't for ROH I would never know what it what is an independent wrestler is that a kid that's in high school that wears a singlet and gives each other hugs on a mat in the middle of a circle <laughs> that's what I would have thought I'm like if I want to see that I go to a high school <laughs> like yeah so um Stella who who trained you uh well delirious i started with delirious uh back then it was cheeseburger now known as world famous cb and uh will ferrera um but the last year or two was strictly uh world cb world famous cb cheeseburger yeah Yeah. i know i'm like i still call him burger but he's cb now (laughs) i gotta like transition (laughs) nothing wrong with a cheeseburger you know what i mean (laughs) Well, I know. well, he got the name as a roast. Like, I would think, well, A, I have too many nicknames. I know my dojo nickname. I hated, I hated my dojo nickname. So Burger's nickname just stuck with him because I, I can't remember what match he had, but they basically said, like, you're too skinny. You need to eat a cheeseburger. 
and that was his ring name that stuck. So luckily, <laughs> my nickname didn't stuck because uh, I hated it. Uh, so <laughs> uh, no, it's hard we, to we actually, break out of it. We actually interviewed a hot dog on the show. Burger, I can't. I'm sorry, I'm gonna. I have to get in the habit of calling him CB. Uh, CB's tagged with him. Yeah, yeah. We, we we know. I think he told us that. Before. We were like, "You want me to be the hot dog?" And we're like, "Okay." We didn't think he was actually going to do it. He came, we introduced him. There he is, is the hot dog. We're like, "It worked." There was like a, a, I can't remember. I think it was like an outdoor show in Jersey, and like the belt was like shaped like a. I thought it was a burger. Uh, it was called like the Food Fest Championship. I think uh, CB did win it. I can't pet you right now. Sorry. <laughs> so so my question to you is i just want to get right into it how is it working in madison square garden and teaming with the late great hana kimura um well first off that we'll start with madison square garden that uh i don't know how else to describe it but i just thought it was like a it's a, a, a dream come true but it just uh it felt very surreal because I was very, I still, I still feel very green in my career, but that is something crazy to accomplish within two years of wrestling. So it wasn't lost on me that I'm a lucky SOB to be here. Um, but prior about two, maybe three weeks prior to Madison square garden, I got in a really nasty car accident Oof. and I was, uh, I don't even know. My it was like I was T-boned, and then my uh, car was flipped upside down about three times, and I was Oof. hanging upside down in my car for twenty minutes. Then they had to call the fire department, and, like use the jaws of light and cut me out. So I remember when they asked if I wanted to do it and if I was cleared. I didn't care if I was or wasn't. I just basically said like I'm doing Madison Square Garden. If you're giving me the option, I'm doing it. Um, was I, I was scared to death. I know like I didn't wrestle for the two weeks prior or did training because I was so sore and beat up. And then I went to the dojo and even doing something like simple roles, just like the fact of being upside down, like scared me. Uh, so when Madison Square Garden came, uh, Sumi and Hana knew, I think they, they knew deep down that I was hiding how hurt I was because it was Madison Square Garden. Um, so basically they were in cahoots to basically say like, we need to protect her this whole entire match and make sure she doesn't take anything serious because of her neck. Um, and I think also Hannah was far more experienced than me. And I think she knew like, I might just be in awe of Madison Square Garden, just be like staring and like realizing crap, I need to be on the offense right now. Yeah. Um, so Hannah was even helping me through the match and, uh, she was just the most caring, selfless, beautiful, kind soul I've ever met. And honestly, uh, I owe that whole entire match to her and Sumi. I really do. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to try to get emotional. But Hana mm -hmm. uh, was, and I, I didn't even know her as closely as other people. Like Sumi and CB were very, very close to her. So that kind of upsets me that they held... Uh, how much they lost a very close friend, but for somebody for that good of a human being to not be here anymore, it just doesn't feel right. Jesus Christ! You guys are gonna make me cry at the beginning ten minutes. This is ridiculous. I don't oh jeez! Like no, no. 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 Geek. Normally, I'm the one that's the chipper. I hate crying too, but uh, yeah, her her death deeply deeply affected 
affected me and I didn't think it would, but that's how much she affected people's lives and how good of a human being she was. Um, mm -hmm. And just a crazy talent. Like she, she was going to go so far. She was going to be amazing. And it just sucks. It sucks that that got cut short over mm -hmm. Twitter bullshit. And yeah. Cyber. I swear to God. That's why I don't like, <laughs> I'm from Philadelphia. So I'm the type of person that's very old school. If you're going to say about on Twitter, you better show up to my face and show up. Who was the person that just recently got in trouble because his girlfriend, wasn't it Dana Brooks' boyfriend? Listen, I think it I was. Fault I don't fault him at all because there's a lot of people that are really brave behind a keyboard. But once it comes face to face, uh, you need to be if so happy to me at work. If that happened to me at work all the time when I worked in the, my, my last job, somebody got really slick to me on Facebook. And I, I'm about 5'1", but I did Special Olympic swimming and I'm a butterflyer. And I'm all upper body. The kid thought he was going to knock me down because I look small when, when you look at me far away. But I walk like this sometimes when I'm really like, I know if I did a lot of swimming that whole week. Bro. Yeah. He came, he came at me and tried to like knock me down because I was a greeter. And I was standing like all like, I'm little. And he came running at me and he shoulder hit me and he spun around like the freaking cartoon character, like going through the doors. He was like, because I saw him coming. So I went like this. And he was like, <laughs> and then he spun around and ran out the door and went back outside. I was like, didn't think that, did you? No, that's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah I don't. Yeah, mouths are bigger than so, their actual so, might. I knew it. Yeah, my uh, my my thing is because you talked about the garden, that part of the garden. So I'm gonna ask you what I was gonna ask you, even though I was gonna wait until later oh, on. Yeah. Garden. So like, what were your like? feelings like when you when you got into the garden like what were your like thoughts your thought process like what were you going um, through what was your mind i remember i don't remember who told i don't remember it was cb or somebody else that told me like soak it all in like you need to like soak every moment of it in so if anybody knows me well first off we get there hours and hours prior to the before the show starts mm -hmm. um and we were all kind of like dolled up because we were just so happy <laughs> to be at my, and we also like knew we'd be taking like behind the scenes pictures and videos and stuff like that. So you kind of want to look good. Um, but we all got to the hotel and then we rode the bus over the garden and like, we're, I'm so used to being in the hammer sign when we're in uh, New York and I love the hammer sign. I love it. Oh, a for ECW history, but venue. it's a beautiful arena. So when you get to Madison Square Garden, you're like, well, we're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, yeah. But anybody that knows me knows I'm a severe overthinker. I'm a perfectionist. And I have severe panic attacks before every single match, like where I am pacing back and forth. I'm chewing gum. I'm like ch uh, chugging water. Every match. It doesn't matter if it's like a small indie show or ROH or whatever. I am having a panic attack. So at Madison Square Garden, I was eerily calm. Eerily. And everybody's like, what the hell is the matter with Stella? Like, why isn't she freaking out? Um, because... I don't know if it was a because of the car accident just happened a couple weeks, and I had it in my mindset that I'm like, if I die today, I die today. I don't care. I got at least I got to say I wrestled at Madison Square Garden, yeah. and that's how I think that's what made me calm was because I almost died a couple weeks prior, and I was grateful to be alive, but I was also grateful for this opportunity, and I was just like, if I don't, I don't care if I fuck up because I probably will, <laughs> but uh, it was just. Yeah, I was just eerily calm. And then the way it was set up, it was kind of weird. So 
the stage was like really, really high compared mm-hmm. to backstage. You had to like almost climb a ladder to get to the top of the stage. So it wasn't like you could peek through a curtain to see out because the ramp was just so high. So I remember when you had to like go to your entrance and I saw the ladder, I was like, oh God, I'm like, I'm going to fall just like walking up this thing. And I was just like, and that's, this is how my match, my match is going to end before it even starts. because I'm going to trip over this thing. <laughs> um, uh, so I was crying. So you go, go up it and the ramp, the ramp felt like it was a mile long. It, uh, it was, just, uh, yeah. So I remember just like, slowly walking down it and trying to look all badass but if you look closely you will see me look like a five-year-old looking at an ice cream truck like oh my god uh and i think i was starting like tear up a bit because i was just grateful to be there but it was also just kind of like you dream about something like this when you get into wrestling and but you dream about it but part of you always doesn't think it, it might not be possible but it's a dream to have like it's I'm a realist, so I'm like, it might not ever happen, but it's, it, I just never thought it would actually happen. So the fact that it did happen, uh, I think I was just kind of in complete shock, but I was in the moment to actually enjoy it. And like, if you ask any vet wrestler, they always say like, you're still green where you don't hear the crowd because you're so focused on your match. I never heard the crowd in any matches until that night. I heard every single person. I heard every single thing. And I was just kind of like with the fans, like enjoying it with them. And so it probably was one of the best experiences of my life. And it was in Madison Square Garden. So, yeah. 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 I mean, to, I was just about to say, I was actually in attendance that night. And for you guys, it was exciting. For Geek, I was, I went, been to so many Ring of Honor shows. But to see it in Madison Square Garden, my jaw dropped when I saw that stage, how big the stage yeah. was. And I was like, holy crap, I'm here. And, I, and this show is here. You know? It was before WrestleMania 35, right? Yeah, yeah, well, that was the show before WrestleMania 35. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was watching a Ring of Honor show. I was watching everybody I watched in the Hammerstein Ballroom in Madison Square Garden. And I thought, that this is awesome, you know? Yeah, like when we arrived like hours prior, they had the ring just set up with like some of the bar- barricade, but they didn't have the ramp set up. So we didn't see like how grand the entrance was because they kept us backstage for the for all of it. Um, so when you finally got, you're like, holy crap, this is a lot bigger ramp than what I remember. <laughs> and you just all you do is just walk down and kind of like look around you're like, this is a huge arena. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why a lot of wrestlers that have never been to the garden see this. This is kind of sad to say this. WCW never experienced that that New York, real New York welcome. WCW only got the 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 water the the uh, the ninety nine cent store Long Island NASA Coliseum welcome. They only went to NASA yeah. Coliseum. They never went to Madison Square Garden. That's the sad thing about WCW. They never yeah. got well, a chance to go to the garden. Well, that's kind of shit. Because why am I blanking? Who owned uh, WCW? The billionaire. Yeah, Rick. I can't remember. Yeah, Ted, 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 Turner. Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Uh, yeah. He was a billionaire. Uh, stop scratching. Uh, sorry. If I, and it's the dog. Um, it's what people really don't know is it's crazy expensive to run a show out of Madison Square Garden. If Definitely. you want it televised or pay-per-view it's even more crazy to it that's why even with wwe you don't see pay-per-views out of madison square garden it's a great venue but the price to stream 
uh, or do a pay-per-view or shoot like uh, TV episodes is astronomical. So, I mean, mm. I should be talking crap, but this is what I hear. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, no, it's, uh, actually, it's actually true. I heard, I've heard that too. I, yes. I've heard that. We're all going to get a couple, people, a couple companies, so it's not like it's not. We that. actually had a question from the audience. We had a question. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. We had, we had a question from the audience. Uh, Geek's going to put it on the screen. What was your favorite wrestling move to? What's your favorite finish that you do? So I never technically had a finisher. I was working on, I have one in mind that I'm working on now. I got to see if I can actually pull it off smoothly. Um, but I always joke, I never really had a finisher. I just had moves that I did. Uh, so ooh, the one I love doing so much just because <laughs> I do it so easily and so well is a spear. Just because I think of football mm -hmm. and I'm, if you ever see me do a spear, I am angry as hell and I'm coming to rip your body in half. Uh, there's an infamous spear that I watch on repeat just because I'm I did not like that match and I'm did not actually you know I'm gonna talk shit I don't give a crap because that person's not around anymore I did not like that person either so when I only got that one spear and I made sure to make it fucking count um, <laughs> but yeah spear is one of my favorite just because I enjoy doing it so much uh, just because I know I can do it well and I never stress about it too much uh, but one of the ones that I I don't, it wasn't a finisher because I can't finish because it's, I, ha, I can only hold it for a five count. And I never really had a name for it. I think I just called it like the tourniquet. It's when I would do a back bend over the corner ropes and choke somebody and then kind of flip out on out onto the outside. I just kind of thought it looked good, uh, cool. And I'm short. So I, I was impressive that I could actually reach my hands upside down and touch the mat while uh, strangling somebody with my legs. <laughs> oh, jeez. I can't. I think. And, uh, God, stop saying it. I think CB gave me that one. Uh, uh, Delirious gave me my Stella. We call it the Stellagram DDT. It's basically. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Okada's like whip out uh, clothesline, but I whip out the Rainmaker. The DDT. Yeah. The Rainmaker. Yeah. Yeah. That moves awesome. You know? There's a girl. Yeah, but mine is like trying to go into a full analysis, and I grab you by the wrist, turn you out, and pull you in. But because mm -hmm. I, I was like, that's intricate. I'm like, I never would have thought of that. But Delirious. Delirious is like an endless amount of wrestling knowledge of moves and counters. And at the Harwich Dojo, uh, he would just, it's scary as shit when you're a new student and he decides you're going to come in the ring with me. We're going to do a match. No time limit. He's just going to let, he's going to let you know when you're done, basically yeah. force you to tap out or until you beg him to please stop. Uh, so you have to, you have to, think of counters on the fly really quickly with him and he is fast and he knows way like way too much but i think somebody asked me one time like what's the scariest move you ever taken and it was a razor's edge by delirious because he knew it scared the shit out of me and he knew i had to get over my fear but still mm. i'm like i'm gonna die today <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of his finishers and i remember saying like the match is over if you're giving me that like i i'm dead <laughs> yeah yeah, that was one of my questions I was going to ask you. What was it like working with Delirious, being trained by Delirious? Um, what? Yeah. Well, for me, I was the only girl in the class and at the dojo for the longest time. I think Mandy Leone kind of went through the same thing. I think she did. Um, so that's why me and her are really close, A, for training at the dojo. But we kind of went through the similar thing about being the only girl in our class. So, A, being the only girl, but Delirious with this raspy voice. And blah, blah, blah. Um 
I was scared to death of them. Scared to death of them for probably the first three, four, maybe even, nah, I think by the six month mark, I warmed up to him or he warmed up to me, I guess. Um, but because of his, like his vet status and history and like how well he is and just how, just makes everything look so easy, like, and seamless. Um, it's intimidating, especially for a new student when you wrestle him, but he is the nicest, uh, I, I don't know if I should be saying this shit, but uh, he is one of the nicest people in the whole wide world, and he will let you bend his ear about anything. He will help you in any way, whether it's you're thinking about, like, what gear you want to wear, or, like, how you how you want to present yourself, like, your character-wise, or certain story like what you want to portray across and uh but yeah for me I was scared to death of him for the longest time but once you get to know him he honestly is one of the kindest most giving human beings I've ever met in my life and I swear to god if anybody ever said a bad mouth a uh, bad word about him I would take a bullet and I'd probably kill the other yes, person <laughs> Okay, sorry. About have that. you have you ever considered switching your outfit attire from black and gray to blue and gray and blue? Uh, I like black. I just I don't know what it is. I like black leather. I always like black leather. Blue is my favorite color. So and I don't like like red and black. I'm not a girly girl. I hate the color pink. Green, yellow, not really my style. So that's why I'm like gray and silver and blue, but. I the new what I have an idea for what I should do next has nothing to do with black leather blue or anything like that so yeah it's gonna I think it might be a change I, mm. I'm trying not to give too much away but what what I will say is I was a huge ECW fan huge mm -hmm. ECW fan but they were by the time I got into it they were like a year before closing um mm -hmm. So I didn't get to see any of the old school stuff, but I obviously, God bless YouTube and everything else, you get to watch that stuff. I loved, loved Raven and Tommy Dreamer's feud. So we'll just say like something along those that style. I just like that 90s grunge look. Oh, like, yeah, I can see the leather. You come in with the leather jacket with the shirt tied around your waist, like the Raven style. <laughs> <laughs> That's just giving an idea. <laughs> we could always but go. No, it's like, just very, I, although I heard Moxley say like how much it sucks to wrestle in jeans. And I always wonder that. I'm like, who can wrestle in jeans? Like I, you see people in uh, like death matches and street fights. They do wrestle in jeans just because you don't want your gear to get ripped up by barbed wire and glass. Because gear, if you ever saw like gear pants, like mine are paper thin. So if somebody threw glass or barbed wire, uh, they would turn into shorts or like a thong real quick if I was wearing shorts because they would rip so <laughs> easily. So that's why uh, gear must get yeah, it's spandex. It's a thin spandex because you need to like stretch and move. So street fights, you're not really doing flippity moves and all that other stuff. So you don't need to be wearing. But yeah, I haven't had to do any of those. Thank God. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, have oh. you? Uh... Go. Sorry. Go ahead. Go. Go. Like as as we usually always ask the guests, like. Like, what what other style of wrestling would you consider doing? You said you said barbed wire and deathmatch. Would you ever consider doing like that kind of wrestling or no? That's a funny thing because every all the guys at the JoJo make fun of me about how like oh no no no, no. sorry I should find his remote. 
uh, I was like a crazy ECW fan. Like at the dojo, all the guys were like WCW was better than ECW, and I would get like legit angry and would like pick fights with the guys. Um, so ECW was known for hardcore matches and crazy. Like I'm trying to think, like one of the craziest matches I was what Terry Funk and Cactus Jack with the barbed wire ring and like setting stuff there each other on fire. But once you like feel that stuff <laughs> in real life, you're like, I don't know if I, w-. and you look at the ECW guys, like, especially even watching a, or any of the documentaries, but like dark side of the ring and you see how scarred up their bodies are. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, like new Jack, new, new Jack's forehead scares the shit crap out of me. Sorry. I'm trying not to curse. Yeah. You can um, curse. You can okay. curse. I curse way too much. I'm trying to filter myself. Um, but yeah, I love, I love new Jack. He wasn't like a technical wrestler, but he drew a crowd and he had some of the most crazy matches and memorable matches in ECW. But when his Dark Side of the Ring episode and I was like, I can't wait to watch this. It's going to be so great. I could only focus on his forehead for like certain things. I'm like, oh my God, his forehead's so jacked up. Like it's so jacked up. But he did some of the craziest matches. Like uh, Mick Foley, his, I don't think his head's like that messed up, but like his body, body. Yeah, jacked up. Exactly. So part of you like, I think it's if you do, it's it's not a common like ECW. Let's do it every week type of thing. <laughs> like you have to. I think it would have to be something built up and. But like, look at even like Mickey James and Deanna, their match just this uh, past week with their yeah, that was bar, uh, their uh, thumbtacks and everything. I heard thumbtacks don't hurt going in; they hurt more coming out. That's so, what I heard. <laughs> I'm like, I have okay, to wrestle maybe that I could take do thumbtacks. Um. But one of the first, like, when I started training at the dojo, you had to do ring crew. One of the first matches I got to see in person doing ring crew was, um, oh, my God, why am I blanking? It's Manda Leone versus um, Taylor Hendricks. And they did a street fight. And uh, I was just thinking, like, once you're in it and you start training, you're like, that looks like it hurts like a mother. Yeah. Uh, so you think about it, like, do I think I could do that? But once you're in the ring, your adrenaline's pumping so much that and there is like times when you get injured in the middle of a match, you don't feel it until you get backstage and the adrenaline drops. So I say never say never, but I think I would be particular with uh, yeah. who I do the match with and what type of match. Yes, but you gotta be really safe on who you do your matches with. You really have to like research them before you just say, yeah, I'll do that match with that guy that will rip uh, my arm. Yes. Well, there's some people that you think you could trust and they take liberties. Just because they're a vet, which <laughs> I have been on the receiving end of that, uh, and you keep your mouth shut, and then after a while, you realize you don't. You need to, to uh, basically defend yourself. If somebody's in there to purposely break your bones, yeah, you uh, Look, need to. Defend everybody yourself. knew in the chat. Just don't forget to push the don't don't forget to push the follow button. Everybody, follow us all. Follow everybody here. Everybody so. that's in here that's never been here before, please push the follow button. Yeah. I think I think our guests would like that if they you followed us. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. I think it's Stella Gray two one five, not one two five. I saw that earlier. I'm like, no, it's not one two five. Two one five because it's Philly's zip uh, area code. <laughs> and it's funny you say that you're from Philly. Yeah. I'm from Milford. I'm from Milford, Pennsylvania. I'm from PA. So are you? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm not in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania. anymore. I miss it, but I don't. Also. Oh, thank but, you so much. There you go. There's there we the go. Then I got... There's the follow button. Thank you. <laughs> I got to follow ringside crew. What? What? <laughs> yeah. So I've been here right now for 16 years. <laughs> and 
I had to call out of work today because of that ice. That Pennsylvania ice that does not give up. What? Uh, my family texted me this past weekend because of the 95 was shut down. They're like, I heard it was really bad. Are you okay? I'm like, it was two inches. And all of my family laughed. They're like, that's it? And I was like, yep. I'm like, in Pennsylvania, you're expected to come into work with 10 inches of snow. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> but manager. But down here, the whole entire, everything, because they don't have snow plows. They don't have snow trucks. They literally just have plows on the front of pickup trucks. And obviously, they can't shovel 95 yeah. with a pickup truck and a plow. And I'm just laughing. I'm like. No, nobody knows how to drive in this state either. God, it's like, no, yeah. my road rage, I have horrible road rage, but God almighty, has it gotten far way, worse in the state. I, when I was just back in Baltimore for the final battle, I remember Silas Young was in my car and Silas always thought it was a quiet girl. Cause I am kind of quiet backstage uh, before. Cause I have like anxiety and I like, I'm really like in my head. So I'm kind of quiet backstage. So when he, uh, we were driving and I'm cursing and screaming at people, he's like, still, I had no idea this was who, I was like, oh, you have no idea who I am. <laughs> I am screaming. He's like, he's like, you're always so quiet. I can't do his thing. And I, he's like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. I was like, oh, well, we're just scratching the Everyone says he sounds like Randy Savage, kind of. I, I never thought of that. Like, yeah, like, it's, he's from, uh, I think, he, I know he, I think he's from Wisconsin. I don't, I know that's where he used to live. I don't know if he's still living there, but Part of me is like, I don't hear the accent. Sometimes I do. Because um, Beer City, I don't think I hear the accent with him either. But I, also, I don't think I have a Philly accent unless I get angry. If I get angry, then you hear that. And like, even my personal trainer down here, he's like, you're Italian. And he's like, when you're angry, like you start talking with your hands. I was like, yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Long Island. And when I came up here, I was just like. They kept called me. I said I'm from the Flatlands. I'm not from here. I'm like I know I'm not from here. I'm from Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> Did you every time? Well, I had like a Whatever. speech impediment as a kid, so I had to take speech class. So I think like they taught me how to get rid of the accent real young because I couldn't yeah. say my R's or something when I was a child. So where when I was in grade school or something, so I had to miss art class to go take speech classes. Is. <laughs> Is there any any independent wrestling promotion that you uh that you want to try on like on the East Coast or West Coast that you're you're thinking about trying go, trying to get into like go to wrestle for? Um, I'm kind of open to anything. Like, um, I know that I just I think there's one base in Virginia that I saw that's like out of Norfolk, and I'm like, well, that's pretty close. I should probably, and I think it's VCW, and then there's like E UEW. I think that's based out of Richmond. But, like, obviously, uh, Beyond and MLW, those are the two big ones. And, well, Beyond, I did wrestle. They had a women's show called Women's Wrestling Revolution, and I got lucky to be on a uh, show for that. And the promoter there is amazing. Yeah. And also, like, the locker room is very – it was an all-women's show. So uh, Obviously, Women's Wrestling Revolution. Um, but I remember that match. Maria was – that was one of the first times – first or second times I saw Maria Manic, and she was – gushing blood i can't remember who she had the match with and she was just like chilling backstage i'm like bitch you're you're in a bra gushing blood she's <laughs> just like a white computer that's like barely hanging on she could care less like i just laugh i'm like maria like nothing phases her nothing phases yeah. her um but like every i think penelope was back there i i think um I'm trying, there was like every everybody was back there um was it Melina? I think Melina was there too. She was main event. Chris Satlander, she was on the show. Like it was an amazing show. Becca, Becca was there probably too. Becca and um Little Me Kathleen, probably Davian. um Davian. Davian Masha. Eimer. 
But yeah, she definitely. Not. I think the I had the match with. It was a tag match. I think it was Vinette, um, Miranda Vinette, Davian versus me and uh, Gabby. Was it Gabby Ortiz and then Riley Shepard? Because I think Riley got injured, so then they asked me to come in, and Riley was kind of like our manager. Um, mm. So yeah, it was a cool match. And I so think we've had was, that was my match shortly after Florida. I had a bro. I remember I had a broken nose. And they asked me if I want to do it. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to tell them I have a broken nose. I'm like, I know these girls. And they're like, we'll take care of you. And then the first 10 minutes, we missed, like, we, f- whatever, we fucked up. And I took a leg drop right on the nose. And I remember oh, <laughs> they're like, are you okay? I'm like, work through it. Work through it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't feel, like, when you're, like I said, like, when you're in the match, you don't feel it. And then you get backstage. And I'm, like, I'm like, it's already broken. You can't get more broken. I'm like, what's the matter? Was it, it like a John Cena broken nose? Was it like the John huh? Cena broken nose? And it's always sorry. Was it like the John Cena broken nose? Your nose will appear, or, or just no? Well, I didn't get to see how broken it was because uh, it happened. Uh, what show was it? Oh, I know it was in Florida. I'm trying to remember if it was Miami or Lakeland. I think it was Lakeland. Um, so I knew it was broken the moment in the match because if you watch that match, you will see me curse on TV because I immediately grab my face and I say "f you" to the person that broke it. Um, because I felt like it was on purpose. And then I got backstage and I did find out it was on purpose. So as soon as I got backstage, half the locker room was there. And I was like, clearly something's up. And they're like, you're all right? You're all right? And I was like, I, I'm like, I feel like my nose is broken. And like, as soon as I took it away, like people kind of gave a look. I'm like, it's broken. So then uh, I think it was, I know for a fact it was Sumi. I think it was Mayu as well. And Sumi, she's a quiet, quiet, sweet, nicest human being in the world. But she has like a... a MMA background, but also she's kind of a badass. Like if she wanted to kill you or break your arm, she could. So she's just like very it's like, oh, it looks a little broken. Just take a breath. I'm like, take a what? <laughs> and she set it back into place for me. Hmm. I wanted to punch her because it hurt so bad, but my nose is straight, so I gotta thank her. <laughs> so yeah, it was just I just had to deal with swollenness for a while. And like the doctor basically said, like unless it's like severely broken or bleeding, like an open cut, there's nothing you can do for a broken nose. I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> and they're like, no. Like unless it's like severely off center. And he basically said, like, thank your uh, girlfriend for resetting it because they're basically just have to ice it and like make sure don't hit it. And I was like, okay. Hmm. Well, I actually final kill want to know who your favorite ECW wrestler was. was I'm gonna to... get crap for this. I'm gonna get so much crap for this. I can tell you because I can't lie because all my dojo bros will call me out if they if I lie so my favorite was Tommy Dreamer I was quietly obsessed with him severely obsessed with him when I was a fan um but <laughs> not so much now just well, well with certain things that were said uh that's okay you don't have to go into it yeah the greatest wrestler at ECW, I'm like, I know he wasn't. I know he wasn't the greatest technical wrestler. Just like Sandman and New Jack weren't the greatest technical wrestlers. You can't say that they weren't popular. I'm like, but I just, I liked, like, um, Tommy's like no die spirit. Like he was willing to bleed for the company and he wouldn't give up. And like, I just love that. He was the, like the quintessential underdog and he didn't, he would take any match. And uh, I remember when I, I, he was behind, he was backstage at an ECW show. I think he was like tagging with, uh, I have to say bully. I'm so used to saying Bubba because ECW, but bully. And I wanted to say something to him, but I, I felt still too green. I wanted to be like, your wife is what got me in a wrestling. Uh, because I remember when I was a kid, the match that I saw that made me just kind of stop me in my tracks was um, Rob Van Dam and Fonzie versus 
Tommy Dreamer and Bill McGillicuddy. There's a mm. funny like reason why that match happened. Uh, so basically, I think Rob Van Dam got injured in that match. So then it just kind of turned into Fonzie versus Beulah. And she had like a cookie sheet and she bashed him over the, and he was just pouring blood. Um, mm. So I just remember seeing like walking by my brother's room and I was like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's ECW. And I was like, well, a girl can fight a guy. He goes, ECW, they can. <laughs> and uh, I just thought it was the coolest thing. I'm like, girls can beat the crap out of guys. And he's like, oh yeah. And I was like, well, I want a part of that. Like, <laughs> I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And so that's what kind of got me into wrestling. And yeah, I don't know. It's been history ever since of me wanting it, to kick people's asses. Let's say I can't. It's so funny to <laughs> think that like back in the day, like a man versus a woman would be like, oh, good heavens. But nowadays you're like, we'll have little mean Kathleen versus like, I can't think any names, some people from any, pro- no, just like great, have a man versus a woman. So like geek, ask the fun question. You always ask your favorite question. No, uh, I was just about to ask something a little different though. Go, go, go. I was actually, we'll actually going to ask her, um, like uh, while we were on the subject before I was going to ask her, did you uh, get to watch like the actual show from Madison square garden or um, were you backstage the whole time? Like, cause I was no, I did what... get to see my, my brother at the time lived in New York and I think it was his girlfriend. I don't think it was his fiance. Well, they're married now, but regardless, his girlfriend or fiance at the time. So they came. And so they were texting me and they told me where they were sitting and they were kind of, I think they were on the floor. Um, so I remember like trying to figure out a way to get from backstage to like the crowd and like even security, like even they were like, no, you can't. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm like, I'll be like, I ha- like, what do you need to give me? Like, give me a wristband, whatever. Um, but yeah, I do remember, I think, was it the main event? Uh, Jay White versus Okada. And mm-hmm. then Taven, Lethal, and Marty. I think I got to watch from the crowd. And it was amazing. Like, yeah. It just, it, like, it, it just like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like the electricity of the crowd and just like, you could feel the vibration of everybody. Um, so yeah, I did get to, like, we could, the, most of the time, like you were backstage and we call, uh, they have like monitors so you can see some stuff. But I knew at one point, I'm like, I want to go out in the crowd and like watch this in the actual arena of Madison Square Garden. So yeah, I did luckily get a chance to. I know. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask you what was like, Besides your match, what was your favorite match from the show? Oh, that's too hard. Uh, part well, for I would say the ROH World Title just because I love Taven so much, and that's another mm-hmm. one. Like I consider Taven and Lethal are like the two biggest locker room leaders in ROH. So I just wanted Taven to win so badly. Um, so when that that match is probably because i was like generally overly emotional like so excited and happy for him that he won and in madison square garden i was like he deserves this he like if anybody knows taven backstage and the person he is and how he try he literally helps anybody with anything like asking about your match how you can improve what did i do wrong but at, but he's also like a jokester and he just like wants to see people smiling and having fun backstage so i was so happy that he got it uh but Oh my god, I loved Osprey and Cobb too. That was another great match. Uh, there's too many. Like, I, even I like the the uh, battle royale. Like, just seeing like every Os- little Os- spots um, in that. Yeah, that one and Abushi and Naito probably stole the show from me. There, that's what I mean. Like, there was way too many. Like, I can't. Like, I just, like when you're a wrestler, you, I think you like 
some of the stuff like yeah it's like every let's come and go like you, you see a match you see a match but then there's certain stuff where you turn into a kid again where you get excited for matches where you're just like oh my god oh god. like just because how beautiful the match is and how everything but yeah there was there was there were so many there's way too many matches for me to pick a favorite i just remember a being excited to be there but also being happy for everybody oh i thought my dog was gonna unplug the phone <laughs> <laughs> i was like I have like an extension cord. Uh, let me just pull this tighter just to be safe. Um, but yeah, I was just happy for everybody. And the sound of the crowd too. That crowd was hot the whole entire night and it made it even better. Not, not only that, it's also nobody's been back there since. No? No. no I'm, say, I'm saying I'm saying like only WWE, that's it. Yeah, they well, yeah, they do house shows. I just say I feel like I thought I heard WWE did like a house show. And um, I smacked out. They did. Smack yeah, for down. Christmas, wasn't there a, a crap for Christmas show? There, there was a Christmas show, and I think they did. Was it SmackDown? I think they believe they did a SmackDown show there too. My uh, my sister, I my sister doesn't and, really watch wrestling, yeah. and she was like, we went to a football game after, like my Christmas present. I said, maybe like maybe next year you should try to get me a WWE tickets. My sister's like, well, when is the show? I said, it will be today, and she's like, they do show after Christmas. The day after Christmas, it's like every year. She's like, yeah. "What?" I'm like, "Did people show up?" I was like, "This sells out. <laughs> That's like the end of Christmas tour." It's crazy. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm still eating and drinking from the holidays. I would not want to wrestle the day after. Imagine That's the one thing I did love about. Well, I mean, ROH is still obviously, but uh, ROH was always respectful of people's personal time and their families. So. I obviously had Final Battle, and then we filmed TV episodes, but they gave a solid month off for holidays for everybody, which was nice. Uh, That's so always never a good thing. You know? What? That's a really good thing that they do that for the wrestlers. So, because you have, you're, if you're traveling, especially some of the guys were traveling nonstop, and then you have other indie shows and stuff like that. So you have the option to be like, all right, well, I'll pick up an indie show here or there, but it's a good time to rest and relax and have your body recoup, but also be have time to be around friends and family like especially when you're first starting out you miss a lot of family parties birthdays and stuff like that and a lot of people don't realize how much you have to sacrifice in your personal life for this business so when you get a chance to actually have time for an actual holiday that you get to be with your family and you're not skipping or missing one again you it's not it's something to be appreciated and i always love that so that's why final battle was like a huge pay-per-view because you go out with a bang and then have a nice long break yeah, that's the best part of it. It's like when you're doing gym time or any sort of training, what motivates you and why do you do it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> people joke. Uh, I don't take, I used to take pre workout. I don't, I just get angry. Like, <laughs> I think there's a meme somewhere. It's like, do you use pre workout or do you just use the, the angriness of life to get motivate you? I'm like, yeah, the angriness of life. Uh, I literally like, I know what my JoJo bro, Shaheem Ali, he always used to joke in training. I'd always have this Stella stare or the Stella look. And that's when I knew like, you pissed me off and now I'm coming for you. So when I moved down here, I hired a personal trainer. His name's Wes Taylor. And I always said, I always talked about the Stella stare, the Stella stare and never knew what I was talking about. Until one day I had a really bad experience with another human being. And I came in pissed off at the gym and 
we were doing training and he goes, I see the Stella stair now. And so he taught me like powerlifting and stuff like that. And so whenever I needed to lift extra heavy, he just like, I need that Stella stair. I need that like Stella attitude. Uh, so I really do like <laughs> what I feel frustrated about the world or people. Uh, I literally focus on it and basically have to be like, screw you. This, like, this is my life and I'm going to make them like, it's basically if you tell somebody they can't do something, it motivates you. That's the type of mindset I get. Like, if you underestimate me, I'm going to show you what I can do. And yeah. my biggest hype man, I always joke, is Shaheem Ali. So when I first started out, A, he told me about the Celestair. But if I ever was, like, second-guessing myself or obviously having anxiety attacks, he would always get my face in and be like, you're still a motherfucking gray, and don't you ever forget it. So whenever I feel <laughs> like I'm having a bad day, I hear his voice in my head like you're still a motherfucking gray and don't you forget it so like i joke that there's sometimes in my gym like if i'm squatting or deadlifting and i have to hear that you're still a mother and i'm like all right that's all i needed thank you <laughs> always good to so hear I love Ali, Ali's still helping me even with working out not only just like motivating me wrestling but like working out and trying to push through stuff that's yeah, always good to get motivation like that with certain people you know i want to know what yeah. your favorite holiday food is Oh my god, I'm a fat girl in a little girl's body. That's way too much. Uh, I really am. I love to cook, and I, well, more so, I love to eat. Uh, holiday food. Mm. I that's a good. I don't know. I'm like, if holiday food, are we talking like Thanksgiving or Christmas? Because Christmas, all I think about is baked goods. Like, oh I yeah, just, like cookies, like those big tubs of cookies. I like green bean casserole. Okay, I'm weird. Like Thanksgiving, I love green bean casserole, but I only like the way I make it. So for Thanksgiving, I'm like, no, I'm making green bean casserole because I make it with like cheese and crumbles on top, and like it's Ooh, gonna be. Oh, well, it's good. Good. It has to be crunchy. Good. And, like, yeah. I'd eat like, the hell out of that. I'd eat like two plates of that. <laughs> How do you, it's it's simple. You buy. I like the skinny uh, green beans too, so they get like crispy. So you bake mm. them, and then you put like I think it's like cream of mushroom soup, and then dice up some shallots and mushrooms. But then you get. Um, Fried onions, but then you also you know, you ever see this Parmesan crisps? Break yeah. that on top with extra cheese. It's so good. I think it's Paula Dean's recipe, God's honest truth. I think I found it somewhere. I'm like, she knows what she's doing. Um, but food, Christmas wise, I love uh, monkey. I call it monkey cake. Other people call it monkey bread. Uh, like Danish, sweet, like cinnamon Danish. But I also just made something this year and it was a huge hit. It was like these cheesesteak stuffed churros. Holy crap, it's diabetes in a roll, but I don't care. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> everybody i gave it to this year they're like um it, it was really good i was like yeah i know like i probably won't make anything else but those things next year oh christmas presents Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing i think i made four butter cakes i made i don't even know how many of those churros and i baked something else and i joked I'm like everybody's getting diabetes for christmas Merry christmas. <laughs> oh jeez, what everybody got diabetes <laughs> well because <laughs> there's just nothing but butter and sugar and like <laughs> I don't know, it's like, flour? It's like the Oprah. You get diabetes. And Nobody complained, though. Nobody complained. Like, if you work out, you are just, like, even it out. Everybody gets diabetes. Oh, no. I mean, 100 pigs in blanket, too. But that, no. Oh, there you go. It's even better. That's even out. That's even better. I can't imagine wrestlers opening presents in their attire. <laughs> in their attire? In our gear? Yeah, in their gear. Why would oh, we I... presents in our 
Like the Bristol <laughs> Brothers open it up. No one's sleeping. Like if you understood, like the moment we get backstage, we rip that crap off. Like <laughs> the it is sweaty, it is sticky. The moment, like if you like my other gear. Uh, when I first uh, started wrestling, I'd wear a white leather vest. I don't know why I thought that was an ingenious idea. I just like the look of it. Do not wrestle in leather. It is it overheats and it sticks to you and then eventually the leather starts like peeling off on your like inside of your skin oh, and all of my back Ugh. and i was like i said very shy backstage but the moment i got done my match i unzippered that thing and i was literally just hanging out on the broad i'm like i don't give a shit i'm sweaty and disgusting <laughs> i like literally the moment i got backstage i like ripped that thing wide open i'm like i just need air so yeah we don't we don't keep our gear on it it's not comfortable we rip it off like giving changing presents the briscoes are backstage i got my present, bitch <laughs> <laughs> the birth i love the briscoes way too much the briscoes are awesome they're the super nicest guys don't geek, tell them they, like they, we, were, them. <laughs> we were setting up our month for tag team month geeks like we should try to get the briscoes and i'm like i wish we can get the briscoes <laughs> like, they're very busy i know that yeah, they're huh? super they're, busy. those are busy men right there those are busy <laughs> men and they're mm. family men they have I don't even know how many kids. I told you, we're not going to get the Briscoes. Five, and they might have three or four, but they're family yeah. men. And I said to Geek, it's a, that's a good dream to get the Briscoes one day, but those men are working their asses off. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I actually met Mark in the middle of the street. He's super, as a super nice guy, by the way. He is super. They both are, but Mark, Mark's a big goofball. He's a huge goofball. <laughs> I, think I, yelled, I think I yelled at him halfway in the middle of the street. He's like, Yo, Briscoe. <laughs> and, then he, and then he's like, Your boys going to the show? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> and I, was say, like, I don't think I can have any. I have, no, there's no he's stories the, I can publicly share. He's, about the, he's, he's the super nicest guy, though, Mark. You know? They are. He, he didn't have to stop and say hi to me. He could just kept walking, just said hi and started talking to me. He's super nice, you know? Yeah, no, they are. That's what I mean. Like, uh, Mostly everybody in ROH is we I like we call it a family and I do consider them all a family and I really do. It's just because everybody's looking out for the best interests and everybody wants to see everybody do well, but everybody is genuinely a nice human being <laughs> and yeah. they're not assholes in real life. Like if you see them, they will act like a friend, like, hey, how you doing? How you been? Especially Mark. Mark is like, hey bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark's so cool. <laughs> But, um, oh, it's... all right. There's a story I could share. There you I go. Because like, right. like, most of them are after after shows. I'm like, mm, no, I'm not sharing it publicly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we don't want you to get in trouble. So <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I know that much. ROH has a tryout camp. I think once a year. And I remember the one tryout camp. I don't. I think I was still a student, so I was basically like in the back taking notes. Um, but Mark and Jay were going back and forth about like giving critiques to people. But I remember the whoever was trying out, like they messed up, but then like their gimmick didn't really make sense. And so I just remember Jay be like, so, can you just explain what happened? Can you just go? like, and then Mark comes up and he like tries, exp like he says some rambling stuff. And the guys were just like, uh, yeah, kind of. Just like, oh, I see. And then they just start going, Mark and Jay just start going off, like, this is how it should have went. This is what they this is what they did, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's understanding what they're saying. They basically have their own language. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, you got it. And they're like, you got it, guys. And the guys in the ring were like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all like, what? 
did they say? But like they, but like everybody in the like at the trial were confused, like what happened in the match or what was your character, like. And so that's what Jay's first question was. But Mark, I don't know how he understood it. And then he explained it to Jay, but he explained it to Jay that none of us understood, but Jay did. And then they just had like a two minute conversation. And the rest of us were just standing around like, what? Uh, oh, oh, okay. All right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, can't what, I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell you like what specific words they said if I tried. Like, They were speaking like, what I used to know in college, Stella. With these, when I was in when I, my last job, they were, I worked with a set of twins. And they had what they would tell me was called Twingo. Twin lingo. They would be talking oh, okay. to me, and I'd be saying something, and they'd look at each other and go, and they understood each other, and I'm going, like the dog staying at the answer machine for 10 minutes. Yeah. That's I mean. I'm like, am I, am, am I about to die? Like, what? what? Like, <laughs> am I going to be found in the in the bottom of a river dead? <laughs> like, what? If you were having a tag partner, who would it be? Oh, if I were to have a tag partner, who would it be? You know what? I never really thought about that. Can it be anyone? Can it be anyone? Silent De Dominator, or uh, is it anyone? Or is it anyone in Ring of Honor? It could be anyone. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, part of me would want to say like. Handy, but I don't. I just because we're we we were trained the same way, so we would understand like how to play off of each other. But part of me feels like that's not. I'd rather face her than have her as my partner, so that's why I don't want to say that. Um, I kind of want to say Christina Marie, mm. She's based in New York, and she I had a match with her, and I was just talking about her just this week to my. Uh, wrestling trainer down here where we had a match and she had to give me a power she's strong as hell she's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember watching her powerlifting videos and that kind of got me interested in powerlifting but mostly for the fact that it was supposed to be a one-on-one -on -one match but there was a snowstorm it was like in north new york and there was a snowstorm so somebody else's match got canceled so our match turned into a three-way and it kind of it just went to hell in a handbasket really quickly because there's three of us uh but I was went to pin the other girl, and instead of pulling me or breaking up, she just dead ass picked me up and powerbombed me. Oof. No help at all. And I was just, I remember thinking, but midway through the year, I'm like, damn, this bitch is strong. <laughs> like, I was dead weight to her, and she just picked me up and powerbombed me like I was nothing. And I was like, yeah, she's a, she's, a, and she's also a really nice uh, girl. Oh, she's a sweetheart. But yeah, she's I so nice. her, like, her grit and like her gimmick and everything. I would love, yeah, I would say that would be a, a tag partner that I she, would like. She came on here. She's been on Dudes at Ringside. She's been actually, on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. seen her in years, but super nice. Super time. nice. Oh, yeah. well, outside the ring, she's this most gentle, gentlest giant you'll meet in the business, yeah. like in the industry. I scene. joke that anybody that's a heel is probably the nicest human being in the world compared to the faces. <laughs> because you get to be a, an asshole at your job and curse people out and get all your frustration out in the world. So then when real life happens, you got it all off your chest and you can be like happy-go-lucky again. While the face, you have to be 
perfectly happy and like all the time where you don't get that release of screw you leave me alone yeah <laughs> there's been there's actually been some heels on this podcast not to say names because i don't want to ruin their gimmick but they've been the nicest people to us you have no oh. idea joe joe knows who i'm talking about yeah uh, yeah you know, not yeah. to say names but you know the night the nicest people so I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule. There are some heels that are absolute assholes. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You're like, All right, yeah. Cool. yeah. But, We've had to deal with some people that they they seem really cool. And then at the, after the podcast, they totally like – they everybody stops talking to us because they're so busy. But yeah. these people – this person just totally cut us off completely. I was like, thanks. Yeah. Thank so, you, next. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they just say I yeah. came on the podcast. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm do- done talking to you guys. That's yeah. It. <laughs> and everybody else is still talk to us. Like we have one lady that's coming on back. She's coming back on the podcast, and I'm so happy to have her back. She's a ring announcer. Now, have you, have you ever heard of Rain? Inside Rain, in California. She won the WWE Ring Announcers Contest for SummerSlam. Okay, that's maybe why it sounds right. I have also yeah. have the worst memory. I can't remember like friends' names. I've had way too many concussions in a short amount of time. Oh, so if anybody gets offended if I don't remember certain names, it's okay. Face, I remember. <laughs> you totally understand that. You know, there's you guys go through so much stuff in the ring, and like, and you guys go through so much stuff, and like, we totally understand if you can't respond to a message from us, and like, we're like, that's why I said in the chat, we are the most easygoing podcast because if you guys. If you're going through something, you're going to the gym and you can't get back to our message, we're like, okay, whatever. She'll she'll see it later. Don't worry. <laughs> I told Geek this morning because as I said, I got snowed, I got iced in. So I was like telling Geek, I don't have work today. You don't have work today. Just make your make the, the room early and message her and and send it to her. This is the uh this is the chat for this is the room for today. That's why you got it so early in the thing. I said, like, send it her early. I'll explain her and ask her. Shut, tell her what to do. Uh, <laughs> what I mean. Uh, have you ever wrestled Tennille Dashwood? She's amazing. I have uh, twice, I believe. Both were six man, six woman tags. Uh, or was it? No, sorry. One was a tag. One was a six man. Um, I think it was me and Sumi versus Tennille and Jenny Rose in Michigan, I believe. Uh, and then the other one was I tagged with her. It was me, Jenny, and Tennille versus uh, Riley Riley Shepard, Ashley Vox, and Chris Satlander. That was um, a good match. That was a long match. I remember thinking for a six-man, that went long. And... I think I got most of everything. <laughs> I remember. I remember Tennille saying, "She's like, what the? She's like, you literally like took every single like hit." And I was like, "I didn't realize that until like watching it back." I'm like, "I literally took like everybody's finisher." And I, <laughs> I remember her saying, "She's like, that was way too much." And I was like, "I, I, I like really didn't notice because uh, obviously I was like the greenest one out of the th- out of Tennille and Jenny, so they singled me out and." Um, and I didn't realize how tall Chris was until I stood up next to her. Yeah, she looks really tall. Chair. I'm like, this is really high. I remember saying, thinking in my head, I'm like, this is really, really high. Is it really, really high? <laughs> <laughs> but that, I remember that was in the ECW arena. I don't like calling it the 2300 arena. I will always call it the ECW arena. Um, but yeah, That's, I do remember that match. That was a while ago, though. That was like it was a while couple, ago. That was like three years ago, I think it was. Four years ago. Yeah. 
I couldn't even tell you what month it. That's what I mean. Like I can remember matches. I can't, and probably cities. But if you ask what month it was in, I'm like, no idea. <laughs> Unless it's like I mean. Madison Square Garden, I'm like that was April, blah blah blah. I'm like that's obvious. Or like Vegas are easy to remember because Vegas was always around my birthday and Mandy's birthday, or, or like St. Patty's Day. So I always knew we were in Vegas in September and March. Obviously, final battles in December and Supercards April. Besides that, I'm like whatever days landed in between. Then I can't remember. I'm mad it's not in New York City anymore. They took it out of the Hammerstein. It hasn't been coming back there for a while. So wonder why. It's been going to Baltimore a lot. They rotate it around a lot. Well, Sinclair Broadcasting is based out of Baltimore. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's mainly why, because it was just easier, especially with COVID and everything. And I know like more up north, the stricter uh, like CDC and COVID guidelines were. So, yeah. I don't. I, again, yeah. I don't know. I have nothing to do. I have no. I have no insider about like where they're playing yeah. or <laughs> what arena they decide. I remember the last ROH show I went to was with my other friend, and I went with you too. I was there too. No, it was the was the show before that one. It, me, I was stuck here in my state, in my town, without power for nine days, and my where I I live on like on a side road. Oh, that was a snowstorm, right? That was a snowstorm. Yeah, it was a snowstorm I told you I was about. there. I was there. I was at that show. Were you there? I was there. That was the one. I had no power at my house for nine days, Stella. Mm-hmm. I got the grace of God. I got out and I got to New York and there was no power here. And then people are like, yeah, I've been doing this for two days and I've been watching this show. And, and I'm looking at the people and, and my buddy's like, don't do it, Joe. I can see your face. And I was like this. And I was like, you could see like the Warner Brothers face turning red, the smoke started yeah. billowing out of my ear, ears. And and he and he's like, What have you guys been doing? Did you watch this? You've been prepping for this ROA show? And I'm like, You know what I've been doing for eight days? And they're like, No, what have you been doing? My friend's like, Don man, Joe, stop, man, stop, man. I know you look bad. You know, I've been sitting in my bedroom without lights. And when I feel like Ric Flair doing a, a like a rant, like a, about to go off on on uh, me and Gene. I was like, I've been sitting in my bedroom without lights. I haven't been watching wrestling. I've been sitting in my house with no lights. So where are you living? I was like, I'm in Pennsylvania. We had a snowstorm. That, yeah, yeah. that, that was the show with Adam Page that the moon fell off the balcony. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. was it the Hammers? Like, oh my god, I do yeah, remember that. That show was awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't know what I did with that video. I know my, like, I don't, I hate Snapchat with a pa- passion. The only reason I keep it is so I can, like, our wrestling, our dojo brothers, like, we have a group chat. But we'll, like, send each other videos of, like, matches and stuff like that. And I swear to God, I have, I thought I had that on video. I hope I didn't delete it. Oh, no, not that one. That was the, the show. Was, like, off the was... balcony and he moonsaulted it. I don't remember who he was. He... I just remember thinking, no, like, it, you're it crazy was... for doing this. It was the elite against um, Matt Taven, Vinny, Shane yep. Taylor. Yep, was in it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. always jokes. Joe always jokes about Vinny. It was though. so funny because the balloons went to the ceiling, and I'm like, "Damn, those I balloons!" I feel, I, I feel bad. Who has to get those down at the end of the show? I'm like, "Damn, that person has to." <laughs> Nobody get got. We left them there. Nobody got them. <laughs> was like, I remember like one time after the show, like everything was shut down, and I shut, and there was like one lonely red balloon. I'm like, "Hey, Vinny." <laughs> you got one balloon. I love that though. That was like ingenious, like very it. Especially, uh, at the, yeah. Especially at the garden when they he did the garden. I'm like, oh geez. 
Yeah. They're going to have to shoot I a blow that. dart to get that done. I was wondering, like, how long does he wait under that ring? And I'm like, because that, that's, that, there's a lot of, if you ever did ring crew, there's a lot of crap under that ring. So that's not comfortable to lay under there or sit under there. Yeah, you have to put like a yeah. If your phone has to f- be fully charged or be a nice cell phone because your cell phone. Dies I wouldn't under- bring my phone out there. It would be broken within two seconds under the ring or in a match or anything like that. <laughs> so one thing, I remember like, uh, my family or my boyfriend would get upset like if I was at a show and I didn't respond. I'm like, if I'm at a show, you will not be hearing from me for at least eight hours. Like my phone is in my bag in the locker room. I am not bringing it near the ring at all. That all I could think is that balloon is gonna have to either be up there till like next year, or it's just gonna fall in somebody's head at, at a rock concert. Like what the hell? I'm just like, what would the, the only thing to do is like shoot it down with like a spitball, like dart or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Someone's they're gonna have yeah, to get. Uh, like, yeah, the, the nobody, no, we, they, I think they eventually just pop a lot. Of, they'd be funny, like. Where was it that it always popped? Oh, in Vegas, because the lights, it was like receding lights. So yeah. it like after his, like two, maybe three matches after his match, you just hear pop, pop. And like people would like in the middle of a match, it's like all oh, the balloons are popping from the lights because <laughs> they would just overheat. Pop. Everybody in Vegas starts to run. <laughs> it always made me laugh though, hearing them pop. Yeah, like, like I, I was saying, the crowd, like, I didn't realize, like, ah, and the crowd would catch on too. I would send pictures of the of the balloons at the garden, and I was like, "Mr. Joe, I'm like, yeah, someone's gonna have to go and get those balloons down now." Poor <laughs> Madison Square. Those, Madison, those poor Madison Square Garden crew that has to shoot down those freaking balloons. <laughs> they're you. I mean, they get paid a lot of money. I'm sure they. <laughs> I was like, they have equipment at the fucking garden, and they're getting paid a lot of money. Am I right, Stella? They got equipment in, in Madison Square Garden for that shit. <laughs> like, they have to. They have to. Yeah. <laughs> or you figure, like, the Knicks, if they throw balloons, or, like, or I guess they balloons always come from the ceiling instead of going up. Well, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's the guy. I don't think the Knicks are ever going to win a championship. Sorry to say that. I don't know. I don't follow the Knicks. Did you have any upcoming matches that you are... Uh... I don't. So my trainer down here has been getting on my and my MCB back home keeps on asking me like when am I uh, taking matches? I haven't had anything booked yet. Uh, I kind of like, like I said, I'm a perfectionist and I feel like I need. I want to work on a couple things before I come back. Also, I have this like <laughs> mentality in my head that I train at the ROH dojo so I can't come back half ass. So if I if I know, like, I, I'm very overly critical of myself, and I probably will be fine, but in my head, I feel like I need to need to figure out some stuff and get a couple certain moves under my belt before yeah. I come back. And I kind of, like, I've been gone for a while that I feel like I have to come out, I've come back completely different, and so, like, I have a lot of things I gotta, like, work through, but secretly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why well, I'm not that kind of... much on social media. I like to, I, I, I like the unknown and people not knowing and then when, when it comes back it comes back with something completely yeah. different that you weren't expecting yeah the, the, there's one promotion in the, where the side of pa that i live in i don't know mm-hmm. if you ever heard of the promotion ppw yes i think i might have wrestled for that once they're pretty good i've never been there. i have a friend a few friends that that frequent that those events and their pictures and their videos on their youtube channel look pretty good yeah um 
Another one promotion you should keep in mind That's if you're ever going to come back to the New York side area for indie wrestling is uh, Liberty Pro. I love you, bro. No, uh, Victory Pro. Victory Pro Wrestling. It's okay. pretty cool. They're, um, where are they based out of again, Geek? St. James. St. James. James. Saint St. James. James. Long Island. Saint James. Yeah, St. Okay. James. Yeah. And uh, the New York yeah, Wrestling Connection. Island. I just yeah. was talking to i just met dickinson for the first time at final battle and he was giving me shit from being from philadelphia he's like you are a philly girl through and through i said where are you from again he goes staten island i'm like oh you're a statty boy i'm like you can't give me shit dude <laughs> we talk shit to each other now just like, Staten island <laughs> but in my head i'm like we're all the same like everybody talks shit about our town or our cities over here. <laughs> i just joke it's the northeast like nobody can match the northeast mentality of our attitude yeah nobody <laughs> or come down <laughs> When I first moved down here, I was like, oh, I can't deal with the sensitive Sally's. The sensitive Sally's cannot <laughs> handle affiliate. And I remember, I think he even said, like, what the hell did you move to, down south for? I was like, I don't know. Part of me is questioning it. Like, I am definitely <laughs> a fish out of water down here. Yeah. I'm Thunderfeet says Philadelphia. Philly's right. okay. Yeah. No, I, first off, New York is New York's number one. Italian girl that, cro- that breaks my heart. The moment yeah. I get home, I have a list of places I need to hit. And one of them is always Korean barbecue with CB. Oof. It's nowhere near here. He first introduced it uh, to me in Vegas. And then he literally introduced it to the whole entire roster. I'm not going to say the name because I love this restaurant way too much. And I don't want it overly crowded in Vegas if we ever go. (laughs) So it's all you can eat Korean barbecue. And it's so good. Um, It's so, so good. Uh, But when I go back home, I think there's, uh, we used to go one like in, in center city-ish or China Chinatown, but now there's one like in the northeast near the dojo, and it's amazing. Um, so yeah, like Italian Korean barbecue, and I'm trying to think like yeah, it's mostly Italian Korean barbecue. That's the first thing I go, and hoagies. I can't. I, I miss primo hoagie so much. They call them subs down here, and they're nuts. I can't. <laughs> I I live near Scranton, Pennsylvania, and they try to drop in the word hoagie. So I went there to get something one time, and they said, "Oh, hoagie, you want a? Ho- well, how do you want your hoagie?" And I just was like, "And I want the bag." Of- What'd you say? And they're like, "Hoagie? Oh, you mean a sandwich?" And they're no, like, it's a hoagie. Oh, hoagie. "No, like, I will fight. I will die on this battlefield." There's a hoagie. There's a sandwich, and then there's just crap they called subs in the south. A hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> is a good roll is a great roll and you can only get i don't know what it is about the bread and the dough and the pizza that's the other thing you cannot get good pizza down here either and i don't even like pizza but it, it this pizza hot personal pan shit is ridiculous down here uh <laughs> but their pizza places serve that anyways uh a hoagie is good meats and cheeses and like oil and vinegar and like tomato i don't even like tomato but tomato and lettuce and yeah no that's why I love Primo Hoagies. They use like Thurman's or deli meat and they have like Capicola, soft brisada, sharp provolone. My mouth is watering talking about this, obviously. Like I said, <laughs> uh, low when, body. After the show, if we make this a clip about the sandwich thing, would you mind that part? And we can send that to you. <laughs> what part? Saying that the, the a there, there are so many better clips of this show I think we could have made. Right now, we have so many clips from this episode that we could make. And we'll send you. We'll we'll send we'll send we'll send you some clips of the episode. Okay. This episode's so you, been awesome, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're so happy we we uh we got you when we did. We well, we in my in between my food prep gym working 
and yeah. Drayton. That's why even about people down here, like, so whenever you do have a free moment, can we please like hang out? I was like, yeah, I'll let you know. And I never <laughs> see anybody. Like, no. like, you're a complete hermit. I'm like, I am a complete hermit. I'm just focused right now. And I'm not, I don't like to get distracted. So, but I really it's, do. I'm just, I joke. I'm like, yeah, I don't really not have that much free time, but we appreciate <laughs> if we I do, appreciate. it's usually eating. <laughs> we, we appreciate you taking the time out to be on our podcast though. <laughs> no we problem. really do. That was the only thing. Luckily, my I was working out. My I was telling my girlfriend, like, I have to be done by seven o'clock. Like, I have to leave. And then something happened, and she just left in the middle of the workout. And I was like, okay, I guess I don't have to worry about leaving by seven. Like, she left at like five to seven. So I was like, okay. <laughs> but normally, I'm there till like eight o'clock on Mon uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then the other days, I go during the during the middle of the day. So I keep looking over at my dog. Have you seen me like? panning over to me okay. so like anybody watching like this girl's not paying attention i have a little old dog that is being a pain in the ass right now that's just it's okay walking yeah. around, around at me because okay. i'm not paying attention to him <laughs> yeah but if, if you have to go you have to go i mean we just yeah, thank we you understand. so much we thank you so oh, no, much I'm, for coming no, up. I'm not at the gym anymore no. uh, yeah. so <laughs> You said you like Korean barbecue. What is your what are your other favorite foods that you like? That uh, is, I'm a glutton. So I love I, most of the stuff I think of now is stuff that I can't get down here. But there is one uh, I love Brazilian barbecue. Like all oh, you can eat stuff. Yeah, I am a fat girl. Um, <laughs> like I love Chinese buffets. I love uh, Korean barbecue, which is all you can eat meat and where you cook it in the in front of you. Brazilian barbecue is where they bring the meat to you. And it's like slowly marinated, like on a pit. Oh my god, so good! Um, <laughs> I love anything with truffles. If you make mm. truffle fries, truffle popcorn, truffle pasta, my mouth is watering again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, my dad jokes, I'm like the anti-Italian because I don't like red sauce. I hate tomatoes, so mm. a lot of people put chunks of tomatoes in their sauce. So I think that's why I like Alfredo. But I love vodka sauce, and again, you can't find it down here. So whenever I go back home, I always get vodka rig with like, but I'm particular. I need like the rigatoni pasta and it needs to have uh, prosciutto in there. If it, you don't, prosciutto, if you don't put prosciutto in it, it's not really vodka rig in my eyes. <laughs> I'm trying to think, a good primo hoagie. I, there's some, I don't know. Primo hoagies, vodka rig, some truffle alfredo. I'm trying to think of something like random that I get. I don't know. A good burger. Burgers yeah. are awesome. We know plenty of good burgers. There place. actually is one amazing burger place, but they close so early, and it drives me insane. They close at six o'clock. I'm like, I literally just get done work, and I'm going like I don't have time. I'm not gonna pick up a cold burger. Um, but I joke, CB. Like I joke with, uh, if you ever go to a state or new city, CB will tell you where to go eat. Whereas he's probably <laughs> showed me like all my favorite places, and like like Vegas is the Korean barbecue. Pittsburgh is uh, Burgatory. This is where me and him go on discussions of where is the best burger. And it, I used to think Burgatory was, but the place down here might be tied with it because it, they they put like this queso on it and their their fries are whole amazing. But Burgatory has really amazing shakes. But then there's this other place right near the dojo called uh, Dog and Bull. Mm. And I think, so we joke like that's the, well, my top three is Burgatory, Muya Burger stuff down here and dog and bull in bristol pa or is it cory and i can't remember but you think it's as simple as a burger but if when you have a really good one all the other ones just taste like 
Yeah. <laughs> Prime Burger Bar is actually pretty good down in Long Island. I've never. I don't think I've ever been to Long Island, so I I have to. Mm. Yeah, if you come here, you wrestle in anything over here, let us know like a month in advance. <laughs> we'll find a way to get a ticket. We could all hang out, have pizza. We'll bring you some good. <laughs> it would have to be. I eat like a bird before a match because, like I said, I get anxiety until I get to my. Oh, like the day before, like the day before yeah. the show, you know, something like that. <laughs> Not the, day yeah. the show. <laughs> we like want a, you to get. Uh, what? Like when we're in Baltimore, we always go to Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy's has. I don't like crab cakes, but I will always get the crab cake because they're just infamous there. But they have this crab bisque. And the one time, I think, uh, like, after a show, Burger was supposed to get me a cup of soup, but they brought me some other crab dish. And he felt so bad that he had crab bi- Jimmy ship crab bisque to me. It was the nicest thing ever. And it's still good. I didn't know Jimmy's does that. Jimmy, any any wrestling wrestler knows Jimmy's in Baltimore. And if you go into Jimmy's in Baltimore, like, their whole entire wall just has pictures of wrestlers in there. I guess we have to go there and drop a sticker off, Geek. I know yeah. that place in Bristol. You know, uh, what did I just say it was? Dog and Bull. Dog and Bulls. It's like a little dive bar, uh, and it has a band. And it's right by the train station. It's a small place, but it has, like, really, really amazing food. I pro- <sighs> It's got to be busy, but whatever. I don't live there anymore. Uh, and we're usually going to go there be after training. But they're known for their brunch. They have bacon Bloody Marys, too. And Burger made fun Ooh. of me. But my bacon bread. Bloody so Marys? They, have either, they either rim it with bacon and put bacon strips in it, or they have bacon-flavored vodka. So they make it two different ways. Whoa, bacon-flavored. Oh, Remember that oh, game, bacon-flavored vodka. Now we got to know what the best pizza place is. We gotta put, what's the best pizza place you'd say you've been to? Oh, I know there's the only one I can think of is down here because it reminds me of New York pizza because the guy's from New York and I think he has a dough ship down here and that's Atlas pizza. I think he owns three. There's like one in Chesapeake, one in Suffolk called Atlas and there's one in town center, but uh, up North. Okay. So that's down here. That's like classic pizza. But when I'm back up North, I don't get classic pizza because you can get that anywhere. And I like truffle pizza. <laughs> and there's truffle, uh, truffle pizza. What's that? It so some people just make it different. Some people just make it with like fontina cheese. It's like a white pizza. It's uh usually fontina cheese, maybe mozzarella, maybe parmesan, olive oil. Sometimes they put like an egg on it and then like truffle. It's like a mushroom, but it, you shave it like garlic, like it's razor thin, but it has a really pungent like umami, like mushroomy kind of. T- I don't know how to describe Ooh. it, but you smell it like if somebody orders truffles, you can smell it from across the restaurant. Um, so I remember there was a place when I, I remember when we wrestled at Monster Factory, there was a place we went that had it, but the place I usually go to in the city, it's called ironically Stella Pizzeria. I think it's owned <laughs> by like, uh, uh, there's a restaurant, a famous restaurant tour in uh, Philly named Steven star. And I think it's a Steven star restaurant, but they have, uh, a truffle pizza and it's made with olive oil, uh, Fontina cheese egg a sunny side up egg and truffles and it's and it's like a thin crust but it's they have like this big clay oven in the middle of the restaurant bar um and they have lambrusca and i love lamb it's a type of wine italian wine <laughs> so I, it's really off i get like a red wine with a white pizza like you shouldn't do that but i don't care i don't follow rules <laughs> yeah yeah the mod's freaking out about the pizza right now <laughs> it's more my dad my dad's just like jesus christ love pizza here she, she's, she's like i gotta try i gotta try this tru- a truffle pizza now she's like signaling to me that i gotta try this this truffle pizza so yeah. good like i can't like <laughs> i normally have truffle oil or truffle seasoning in my cabinet but i don't know why i didn't use a lot of it this year and i realized i went to use it and i was like oh it's not good anymore <laughs> 
I'm addicted. Whoever, yeah. If you have truffle and you like it, you will be addicted to it. It's not. And it, well, the thing is, it's not cheap. So that's why people give you like seasoning or oil because it's a thousand dollars an ounce. That's why they. Like, oh my god. It. Yeah. So big geek, you're gonna be poor. <laughs> that's why, like, you. Get, well, that's why you normally get truffle oil, and like, if you're a real chef, like, uh, truffle oil is not real. I'm like, shut up. I'm not buying real truffles. Like, leave my poor self alone. Uh but then I think I think Trader Joe's has I think I just bought it too a, uh, a truffle seasoning. But you can get some on Amazon too. That's the thing. Some of them some of them are good, and some of them aren't. But if you go to a restaurant where they have actual, you only need a little mix, a, a little bit. A little bit goes a long way because they're so pungent. But God, it tastes so good. So white is usually with like lighter dishes like pasta, pizza. I'm trying to think like fries like that's white truffles. Black truffles is usually like with meat, steaks, and. Oh, whatever i'm talking too much food but it's so good <laughs> no you've been <laughs> awesome so. philly is a huge restaurant town that's why i don't philly is looked at like new york's ugly stepchild but philly has an amazing amazing food scene so that's what i miss most about philadelphia is the amazing we, food you can get there we've got some pretty good cheesesteaks down in uh new york too it's a don't place say I... the truth. i'm gonna get beat up geek. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let her speak see <laughs> you just got geek. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of sad. Oh, that be talking that shit. I'm gonna move. To I'm gonna move to the right and let Stella just full on spear your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's I'm just like saying, in here. No, I'm gonna. Put, really I'm gonna put this place. Cake, Georgia. Yeah, I'm sure they do. No, no cheese. <laughs> it's no, better cheese. than New York cheesecake any day. No cheesesteak. No, I'm saying that's like saying Georgia has better cheesecake than New York. Yeah, yeah. that's basically um, what you just said to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the name of the place is called Chitty's Cheesesteak. It's actually really good. Chitty's? Chitty's with a C. C H I I. Like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yeah. What the fuck? Who names a cheesesteak? Um, it's probably somebody's name, and I shouldn't say anything. It, it is somebody. <laughs> actually, it is somebody's name. And oh, I, well, now I feel bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's somebody's half of somebody's name. I don't want to say his real name, but, you know? Yeah, okay. So, no, no. But. But but shout out to Chitty's. They're awesome. So, all right. Yeah, I was not about to say I'm gonna move to here because you just said it. I, I was like, no, it's, like no, it's not Thunderfeet. It's actually really good. Come on, man. You it's bad. Somebody it. said it's bad. That's Thunderfeet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. You just told a Philly girl that cheesesteaks in New York are better than Philly. I'm gonna move this way as you get no, spirited no, It's just because of the role. I, I swear, like that's the difference between hoagies and. Well, I guess New York might have the same roles, but the the cheesesteaks, that's the other thing. So if you know a true, uh, if you're a true Philadelphian and somebody comes out of town and they ask you, where do I go for a cheesesteak? If you answer the quintessential two places, you're not a true Philadelphian or you're just being an asshole and you don't want to sh share with people the real place to go. Because most tourists places. go to the two famous places, and they're suck. <laughs> they're expensive. They're food freaking they're expensive. Well, just, you ever get if you get a real cheese? I can't show you. If you get a real cheesesteak, it's like huge, and like you have to, like literally stand over a trash can and eat it because it's like greasy. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's. Jim, Jimmy's is what the um, uh, Thunderfeet just said. Jimmy's is good. There's Jimmy's. Tony Luke's is right around the corner from the ECW arena, so that's where we usually go. Uh. Steve's, and then there's another one that I can't think of off the top of my head. Jimmy's and Steve's and, and Tony's are the two 
most famous ones that I, or three most famous ones that his I could think camera, of. Oh, you will be back. His camera had technical difficulties. No. I'll be back. But if anybody says uh, Pats or Genos, yeah, no, that's I'll just move crap. to the right and let you just spear them to hell. <laughs> <laughs> have have I know you, I know you're busy training and stuff like that. But do you ever get a chance to play any like wrestling games? Do you ever make your have you ever made yourself or like looked yourself up on a video game to see if anybody has made you? I know, oh, I don't know how many years ago, a fan sent me one that they created. And it was with my, like, black and blue pant. And I don't know what you would call it, sport for a top, whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was cool. I might, I don't know if I have it saved somewhere. I have a picture saved on my phone. But, no, everybody, I feel like a lot of wrestlers play video games. I'm the only odd bird out that, like, doesn't. Because I had two brothers, and they always hogged the video game, and they would literally like beat the crap out of me and kick me out of the room. So I never learned how to play video games. <laughs> uh, they had no problem beating me up and showing me how to like play hockey and fight, but they never let me play video games. So I never, I never learned how to play. I suck at video, and then I get frustrated, and I probably would throw the remote like my brother would. So the thing is, what I do now, I set the whole roster up, I set the matches up, and I just watch every match. I just, I'm like, I'm just the, I'm like the GM. Warren Joe. I am bored. Thank you very much. I'm a 38-year-old and I watch every show. I set up the match, except how I wanted to go, and I just sit in the GM by the TV and just do this. I what did you learn? Me. As they come back around the curtain, what did you learn? No. <laughs> That's his what I was a game. Don't I know, like his spare bedroom was like all. I don't know what games he played though. I remember him telling me what game he played, and I can't remember. Um, I remember he brought over his VCR one time, and I. That tripped me out. <laughs> I, was not, I was like, I'm not used to that stuff. But that yeah. I would do, like VCR games, but not not like a game where I'm sitting in or like yeah. uh, Xbox or anything. I just, I just, I don't know. I got I bored as like old. Me and Geek, no, me and Geek used to play our games to like lunchtime. Now I create the matches and I just sit and watch. Like I know the dojo. I don't know what they had. I think they had like a GameCube in the old, the back room in the dojo. And like after training, they would just go and play. And I'm like, all right, well, you guys have your boy time. I'm out of here. Hey. <laughs> all right. Like, whatever. Like, we wouldn't even turn around. They just wave and be like, all right, see you later. <laughs> so no, I don't play. Again, even with that, that boys club, we're like, yeah, fine. Bye. Yeah. I never played with yeah. them either. Who's someone that you would love to face that you haven't faced before? Um, I always say this name and I always <laughs> see he's gonna make fun of me for ma saying the name wrong. Um, oh god, I'm so white that I mispronounced his name. Uh, is it Io or Eo? Shirai? Eo. 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 I always used to say Io and CB be like, it's not <laughs> Eo Shirai, just because she's freaking amazing. If you huh. watch her. Uh, like old stardom. Uh, I feel like she's kind of muted where she is right now. I'm not gonna say. Yeah. Um, uh, we get, we get it. We get it because I was yeah. I was wa we were watching the um, me and the mod were actually watching the uh, what you called the stardom match from Wrestle Kingdom the other night, and we were like, the girls in stardom are insane. They're, oh yeah, they <laughs> but they they start training at like 15, 14 years old, like. It's crazy how young they. So by the time they're like nineteen, twenty, they're awesome. They're already like vets, and I'm like, people just started this age, and you're already like five years in. <laughs> and they're like, their conditioning and their training is 
intense and serious. Like whenever Sumi would train, she would show us basically how they would train in Japan. And I'm like, I thought we had it hard until like Sumi showed us some of the training. I was like, Oh my God, I would, I would die. I would quit. Like I, I, I would, wouldn't want to quit, but God, I know when I, when I first started wrestling training after the first day, I wanted to quit my pain. I have not exp- experienced pain like that in my life. I remember praying for a bed made out of ice I couldn't get out of bed. Like I, I just wanted to just, and I remember we had training the very next night and I really do feel like they do this to show you like you need to condition your body to not take pain and you need to work through the soreness and blah, blah, blah. But I remember Will messaging me and I was, he's like, I know you're in pain. I know you're sore, but don't, you need to show up tonight. You can push through. You can get through this. If he didn't text me that, I probably would have just chucked it up and be like, I can't do this. I'm too weak. And, uh, cause God, oh my God, I'll never forget that pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. But so I think about like these Japanese women that their training is far more intense. I was like, I would not wish that on anybody. <laughs> yeah, did you have the uh, opportunity to watch Wrestle Kingdom this year or not yet? No, not yet. Like that's the that's the other thing. The only reason I would go on Twitter is because obviously there's people that post clips more than like the other social media or links and stuff like that. And like UFC too, like UFC fights, I'll go on there. I'm like, somebody's going to post like a quick little highlight of how the fight ended so I can see it. Uh-huh. Um, but no, this week's been kind of crazy and I haven't seen like last couple of weeks. I, I felt, well, I was awesome. in Philadelphia and then I just got back and then uh, I feel like I don't even know what today is. It might, it's just been crazy the last couple of weeks. Um, but I see like I follow some of the guys uh, like Will I follow. And so like I see obviously he reposts like highlights and stuff like that but i haven't got to sit down and actually watch the full thing yeah osprey and okada is awesome by the way that and shingo okada probably two best matches from wrestle kingdom yeah well i don't think will ever puts on a bad match no i don't think so favorite matches i've ever seen just because of like the duality of the type of wrestling that they do and how they play off of each other was at the hammer sign and I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I was like we said graduated yet. I don't think I was wrestling at the time. I was just part of the dojo. Was uh, Jay White versus Will Osprey? I was there. There, were you? That my I brother was, was. That was one of the first shows he ever came to, and I remember like talking. I'm like, all right, so that's Will Osprey. He's from NJPW. I'm like, that's Jay. He was, but he's like on loan to us for a year. <laughs> like, like yeah. both of them are really crazy talented. Blah blah. Um, and I think that's what got my brother in NJPW. What? Because I don't think he really heard of it. Maybe he did. I'm not really sure. But um, that match, he was just like, Jesus, like holy shit. I was like, uh. and I remember I, I think I was supposed to be like running gear back and forth, but I stopped and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a crazy match. It was just back, constant back and forth, back and forth, counter for counter, like, but also high flying, the like brutality of beating. It was just it was an amazing match. Just still one of the favorite matches I've ever seen live. Yeah, that's when um. What you called? Uh, Jay White was still a young boy, right? Young lion. No, no, he wasn't technically a young lion. He was, because I remember he had the weight. He wasn't switchblade. He wasn't switchblade. He wasn't. He wasn't switchblade. No, when he officially, so when he was with us, he wasn't technically a white lion or a white lion. He was a young lion. Um, I don't know what they call it. Next, not an expedition. I don't know what NJ. Where they basically, after you are young lion status, they want you to go somewhere else to basically work on yourself and wrestle obviously as many people as possible before they bring you back to decide who you like what they want to do with you and your uh, character so i remember when he first came over he would still wear the black trunks and stuff like that 
But I remember that night he had white boots, white kick pads, and white trunks on. And I thought it was, and I think Osprey was wearing like black shorts at the time, black and green. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly, but I just remember like he had, he, he had, I don't know if he was dying his hair blue at that time, like the bottom hair blue, but he had that jet black hair. And I was just like, that just like pops on camera. I'm like, that just looks cool uh, too. And I think he came out with like a white, he did, he borrowed Shelly's white leather vest. So he came out with it and I was just like, well, that's different. And cause you're so used to seeing when like just a black trunk being the young yeah. lion. And then that match, it was like all white. And I was like, well, this is kind of badass. So um, <laughs> I just remember Like, I just remember seeing like, it just popped, like his gear just popped so much. And that's why people always joke. Like you n- never should wear white gear in wrestling because of how dirty it gets. And that's what people would give me crap about my white leather vest. But I'm like, if you get it right, it pops really freaking well on camera and like in the arena, especially with like the light overhead lights. So, I don't know. Uh-huh. It's random stuff that I remember like that, like gear that I just liked. It's so funny with all the different pictures you gave us to promote the your episode, with t- today's episode. You had yeah. the white outfit. You had the black outfit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to like make it the right, like find it in the picture. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I wore, I started wearing the white, where did I? I remember before my debut match, I was supposed to get gear and the day of the show, the gear still wasn't delivered. And I was like, I remember at the ROH uh, tryout, I didn't have gear. So I literally just wrestled in uh, ROH tank top and yoga pants when everybody else was in full gear. Um, So I felt like I looked like an idiot to begin with. And like, I wasn't taking it seriously. And so like, I, I, that was one of the most stressful days I've ever had in my life. And I still have nightmares about that day. Um, but so then on my debut in July, this guy kept saying, like, oh, I'll get your gear, I'll get your gear, blah, blah, blah. Comes to the day of the show, and he swears he's going to, like, deliver it to us. It's, like, an hour or two before the show. And I finally get my gear. And I'm not going to say certain stuff, but anybody else who got gear that day know, like, there was another problem we had to deal with with the gear. Um, but mm. it was the only way I could describe it was the top was way too tight. Like, if I literally, anytime I did something with my arms, like, I felt like, the gear was like cutting me here Ooh. so this was tight but then the pants were kind of like like the inseam was like way too long but it felt like scuba pants or scuba gear it was way too thick oh, no. and i couldn't move in it so after that i was like i am not waiting another three months <laughs> for gear so i think i just found <clears throat> pants that i liked and then i just saw this white leather vest and i was like yeah i'm gonna wrestle in that and that is literally gear that i found clothes that I found online and I made it my gear until I got gear that I actually like made and that was by uh Kim I say killer Kim killer and she's based in Virginia and she does like a lot of rock but she does Jericho's gear but like also a lot of like rock bands and uh she does their tour gear but it's I like that rocker look that's why I went to her and she does a lot of wrestlers and bands and that was the infamous black, black pants and black uh what do you call it I remember with Madison Square Garden I was saying like well maybe I shouldn't maybe I should come out with something different and I remember saying to her I'm like do you think you can make shorts real quick and have it to me for Madison Square Garden? <clears throat> she said, yeah. And she got it done with like in a week and sent it to me. Wow. So <clears throat> yeah, she was super fast because she did yeah. the pants. I was like, I basically want the same thing as a pants. Just put a blue stripe and a couple studs and like call it a day. Um, <laughs> so that's why I was like, if I'm ever, cause I was very self-conscious. I'm like, if I'm ever going to wear shorts, it's going to be for Madison Square. Cause I really didn't give a fuck. I was like, if I die, I die. If I'm wearing shorts. I'm like, I look fat. I don't care. <laughs> so, and then, uh, yeah the picture was the one with the background that was in at the ecw arena i think it was just like i think the ac broke 
that day. I just remember oh, it being so hot in the arena that day. And I'm like, I'm not wearing pants. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> so, and I, I liked my pants just because I felt more comfortable in them and I felt like more covered. And I just felt like it was part of my gimmick. I was more like a Philly street girl than I was like every other girl that wears a top and the shorts. But I didn't care. I was so hot. But then I looked at that picture. I'm like, I love that picture. Maybe I will go back to shorts. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> I like that one picture that you sent us. And then I found, I couldn't find it because I had all the pictures that I made into the video and I couldn't find the pictures after the fact of my deleted pictures on my iPhone. So I had to go, <laughs> I had to look your name up on Google. And I didn't have the heart to ask you, can you email me them again? I didn't, <laughs> I, I felt so bad asking again. And I'm like, I don't want this girl to mad at me. <laughs> so I'll just find it my way. <laughs> what, what picture was that? I, no, I, the one I found that I loved is when you you're you're on the set like this and it says oh, above your head and like on the big TV screen. Oh, oh yeah, that. yeah, that's the one I was talking about. That was at the ECW arena where it was a thousand degrees yeah. that day. For I some love reason. that picture. That picture. Yeah, you some fans so cool. took a picture of that, and I remember saying, "I'm like, do you care if I have this as my profile picture? Because it's such a great picture." It's a stupid uh, picture of you. I'm like, oh my gosh. I think I, I think when I reposted it, I think I, I did. If I didn't, whoever you are, please tell me and I'll tag you in it. Um, yeah. Because it's just an amazing picture. I remember, I thought it looked like crap too. Because I, I like had my, it, it was so hot. Like I had my hair like a curly, but it was just like falling down. I felt like my makeup was melting off. But the fan, and I was, I remember just being very self-conscious that day. As girls are, or even wrestlers. All wrestlers are like self-conscious about how they look and whatever. <clears throat> but because of how hot it was, I'm like, my hair is not curled the way I want to. My face, I feel like it's melting off. I'm going to like walk to the room with like mascara like dripping down my face. But the, the fans took that picture. I was like, I have never looked better in my whole entire life. You were <laughs> all right. So I'm like, I don't know. And I remember you were posing. Like, you were like, I don't know if you're good with angles or something, but you got the best picture I've ever seen of me at, in a match or at a match. So thank <laughs> you. It was good. I was like, Ooh. It was just like perfectly angled and it had the name. I'm like, I don't know how, but I look really good in that. I look way better than I do in real life in that picture. So. <laughs> I also I like I don't that, curl my hair and do like, that other picture you like if you send us was the RO the one of you with the hole in the collar like this. Yeah. And it was the, R the oh. ROH in the background. That one's cool too. That was an artist. I can't remember. I think that was like mid-COVID. I was doing like a, a Instagram live. And an artist reached out to me like, hey, do you mind if I do a, I don't know, if, I'm so bad, like a graphic designer, like artist. So I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I don't care. Do whatever you want. And so that, I think it's, it shows in the picture. It's like 24K T Studios. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think yes, it is. Yeah. Um, so when he did it, I was like, God damn. I was like, that's badass too. I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I can post it wherever. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm going to post it because that's so cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's mostly like fans and artists. Like, I don't know how to do this. I'm horrible with pictures and selfies. Again, another reason why you don't see me post a lot I don't know how to do that. Um, there's a yeah. lot of girls that are, know, how, know their angles. I don't. So when fans do it, I was like, thank you. Can I please steal it? <laughs> yeah. You know, what, you know how to shoot pictures. I don't. Because we've had wrestlers that we get, I'm not going to say names, that I say, can you have any promotional pictures? And they're like, oh, take what you want. And I'm like. I don't like doing, we don't like doing that. I hate that crap. I get so freaking. My grandmother was a photographer. My grandfather, my, grand, my grandfather, and my grandmother were photographers. I feel that the wrestlers should send us the pictures that they feel that are appropriate. Because uh, well, yeah, they, like, they might say, "Let her finish." No, go ahead. <laughs> no. I feel if we pick the wrong picture. 
that could mess up your gimmick or mess up something you're trying to represent at the time. That's I just say. There's like, it's more <clears throat> like a promoters don't ask for it and they just take a random picture. I remember who did that just happen to recently? And they're like, did they take a picture of me from like four years ago where I had a completely different haircut? <laughs> yeah, like, great, exactly. they use that, right? And I was like, I did notice that, but I didn't want to say anything to you. <laughs> there are like, there, especially if like you change gimmicks or looks, like if a promoter or somebody uses a picture from like your old gear, your old look, your old gimmick, you're kind of like, what the hell, dude? Like, could you use a more recent picture or something like that? Yeah, I understand that, yeah. but my look hasn't drastically changed that much. No. So I was like, he sees that the girls, one of the girls. Well, I can't not say any, but she was like, "Oh, take what you want." And Geek, after me and Geek were talking on the phone, he was like, "Did she really just tell you to take whatever picture you want?" We had a wrestler send us pictures, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I don't know if I want to do this interview now. I don't feel comfortable." And she also asked us to send us our questions beforehand and sent us pictures that I was like, "Skirt? I don't know." Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't pictures. We we don't really our, our questions though are uh, on our podcast as you could tell are just we just go with the flow. We're fun. That's we're it. We go guys. with the flow. We don't have a script or nothing. We just no. go with the flow. So we're like the fun. We're, we're like the dads in the full house. We're fun. I mean, some, sometimes sometimes I know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> our questions get repetitive, but you know. No, but, there's some people like I who was the what's the one I haven't seen it forever. Where they have like the women to like badmouth the other women, like who do like spill the tea, like they pull out like the women saying like give your honest truth about that. And there are some girls oh. like nah, she's a bitch, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh no, that's crap. We don't want to get that kind of heat on us because we're still new. Even <laughs> yeah. this is our second season, we we're still green. We're still we're green. Still, we're still learning shit. You know, we're still we're still learning what to say what not to say to people like even though that's like if people want to talk they'll talk trash on somebody if they want to like but if people are prying that's like okay you're just looking for like the uh shock factor i don't know will you just come up and relax the dog has to make an appearance because he's being happy weekends oh my god just come up and chill okay yay puppy But the he doesn't like the camera, so he won't like come in the camera frame. But I like <laughs> have to be touching him in some sort of way. Like the mod's, gonna, the mod's gonna be happy now. <laughs> yeah, he's puppy. No, see, he won't. But like, if I don't pay attention, he'll start scratching. But he knows <laughs> the camera's on. Oh, now you're gonna be hit because the camera's on. Son of a bitch, you're making me look bad. He's gonna be on hashtag <laughs> hashtag puppy love on on on. He's a little old man. That's why he gets away with murder. He's it's gonna be thirteen in like a week or two. You have all these all these young wrestling fans. Your dog is my favorite thing. How'd you see my dog? Oh, dude's at ringside. Oh, great. <laughs> you mean Rook the mascot There's a right thing, there? Uh, uh, I don't know where. I maybe CB brought it, but he like came up with the hashtag wrestle dogs because, uh, oh my god, why can't I remember her name? I'm gonna be an asshole. Uh, oh, and her dog's like famous for being backstage solo. Solo darling always brought her dog to shows, and he's hmm. so adorable. Um. So, what's his name? Then, <laughs> what's the puppers? His name's Brody. Brody. Brody asked if I brought it, if I got it from Bruiser Brody. I wish I was that smart and I wish I was that old to re- when I named him that I knew that, but I didn't. Um, I just like B names. I don't know why all my dogs have B names. That my I had a German Shepherd named Bane because he was the bane of my existence and I love Batman. Uh, but yeah, Brody is his name, but. There's a, there's a lot of people, I think, 
uh, Kaya McKenna. She has a pug. I started bringing Brody to the dojo, and he turned into the dojo dog because uh, he just wanted attention. So if I was in the ring, like other people would play with him. And so if I, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Let me see. Hold on. Let me pull him up. See if we'll get a reaction. Oh, he normally freaks out. Let's see. Bro, do you want to go to the dojo? Do you want to go to the dojo? No, we're not really going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm an asshole. Yeah, he's like, oh. now we got to go to the dojo. <laughs> he's waiting for oh, you. He's I'm an asshole. We're not going. I'm sorry, Brody. That's like five and a half hours away. We're not going. Uh, <laughs> I'm such an asshole. But that's, yeah. I'm, oh. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was kidding. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Come here. Oh, okay. Hashtag yeah, so broken he, he, he was brought all the time. And he got um, excited because I think, he, yeah, yeah, if them. I was wrestling or training, he would get all the attention from all the other people. So if I ever see that word, or if he sees I have a specific bag, like a wrestling bag, uh, he sees that, he knows, like, oh, my God, I do. So, uh, <laughs> get over, like, he just whines yeah, yeah. and cries and, like, runs in circles. So That's another clip we could, we could use for the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to send you these clips. What tomorrow? Geek is going to be sending you clips tomorrow from the show. Yeah, now Joe's going to be sending clips because Geek is going to be at working. Food call. I'll be at my job in the black hole. So I'll be Joe. working too. <laughs> Joe will be at his grocery store doing this. Geek, work, Geek works for Coca Cola, lifting heavy pallets. Oh, well, that's all right. You yeah. I'll be doing this laundry <laughs> and then mailing things to people. <laughs> Sending uh, stickers, sending stickers to to lovely lovely guests, former guests. If you want a sticker, please after the show. If you want in the chat on the uh, in the Instagram, you want to send us your address. We will send. We'll happily send you a sticker from the from the podcast. Okay. Even though you say you don't have anything to trade back. <laughs> I I've been out of the game for so long, and I remember over there saying, like, you need to really work on your merch. I was like, yeah, I don't have 8 by 10s I don't even have a T-shirt or anything like that. Um, we, don't have, we don't have any merch either, so don't feel bad. Which is <laughs> no, but it's, that's how you make most of your money is off the merch. And I was like, yeah, I really yeah. slapped on that. We just, but I, we just I'm, like I said, I'm very indecisive, so I had T-shirt ideas in my head, but it just wasn't fully – like, every time I drew it out, I'm like, it's not exactly what I want. It's not going – like, the portraying what I, what yeah. I want it to come across. So – like two years and I still don't have a design. Maybe you should I'm just like do the, the, the one that that you, the picture you like, the one of you with the the your name in the background. And you're posing like this, and it has you in the back. The I know stuff. that yeah. probably could be like I sure that people could just do a picture screen and stuff like that. There was a fan that actually made a blanket out of that and sent it to me at the dojo, and I thought it was the coolest thing. I remember. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to share that story actually. Um, <laughs> no, no, but uh. I'm like, is it vain of me to have my own blanket? I don't care. I'm like, when I'm like 90 years old, gray and like decrepit, I'm like, that is what I used to look like. Want to wrestle? Gather around, kids. Look at grandma in her short little wrestling shorts. And what she you want to wrestle? You want to wrestle? <laughs> but it's like, I don't have it laying on my bed because that obviously would be like, I'm very vain. Look at my, myself in my own bed. See me when I was you, young. In the future, do you see yourself becoming a trainer, or uh, would you want to do something like that? Or, um, I think so. Like, still, I still think I'm so green. But uh, the school down here that I know there was a new student, and how I was trained was so well and so regimented, and like 
so many drills and like part of me like I remember I was trying to like re go through a drill in my head this past weekend and I was getting frustrated because I can't remember that exact same thing but when the new student was there I was like trying to explain I'm like all right well at the ROH dojo this is how we were taught and we need to do this way and you need to step this way and it's nice like helping new people um learn but also it's like it's more the mental thing like when new students would come to the do ROH dojo um I think Will would always call me good cop because like they obviously were the trainers and they had to like push you to your limits stuff like that and you mentally break after a while because your body can only handle so much and mentally like it's just exhausting and you're missing like friends and family like I said so you have to like talk to people and like I would talk to students I'm like I know it sucks right now and I know you feel like quitting blah blah so I like that because I I it, you can commiserate with people be like I was there just because I know it, I know it sucks now but you'll get through it so um I, I think I would someday I just think I'm so, so green now that it's kind of cocky for me to say that uh I don't think I'm anywhere near to be a trainer I believe in helping people and if, if, if there's anybody new that comes in that trains I will always talk to them and more like mm -hmm. me the mental prop, uh, part of it. I'll show them certain stuff that I learned, but I don't like stepping on other trainers' toes because that they're obviously the trainer. But um, yeah, maybe someday that'd be cool. Me and Joe agreed. So at this podcast, oh, so. <laughs> I told Green that if I like, I'll get in the ring off. We're green, we're green like the background right there. I'll, like, I'm green. I'm so green that I'll get in the ring thinking I'm cool, and the whole crowd noticed my fly was down the whole time. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> or geek so green that he tries to get in the ring he'll slip as he gets over the rope and he'll fall and hit his head on oh him. that's happened yeah <laughs> i've Look. tripped on a rope like because i when i do my entrance i like jump on the middle rope then or the bottom and then the middle rope and like try to go in the crowd i don't remember what match it was i completely missed the rope and when i went to bump and i i, I everybody in the crowd saw it so i just gave a little smart ah, i caught myself though didn't i <laughs> ah, accidents and slip ups are yeah. bound to happen as long as they're not that bad yeah this has been a fun it's, this has it's, been an awesome episode it's been it's an perfect. awesome interview you, <laughs> this has been uh, fun we really yeah. we really had fun with we, we we're having fun this is fun i'm so happy uh, <laughs> I was like, well, i'm an italian philly girl i talk way too much so we, right. geek says i talk too much though <laughs> he does talk too much i'm like sometimes i'm like joe you could end it now <laughs> You know, for me, as I said this to the, I said this last year, and I'll say this again, as we said before, we're we're green. We we have been the fans that have been behind the barricade ringside or upper deck, never getting a chance to actually meet and socialize with wrestlers, and now we are literally socializing with professional wrestlers on a daily basis at night. So we go home from our jobs. We got on the computer screen, turn on our microphones, turn on a computer, and we're hanging out with wrestlers every freaking day. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> different people. Not just wrestlers, but other podcasters, too. Podcaster, No, well, lately it's just wrestlers and owners and yeah. promoters and stuff like that. Yeah. Different countries, too. We've, we've interviewed people from England, Scotland, Germany. That's where yeah. I want to go. So, huh? Part of me says England's number one. Part of me says like New Zealand or Australia. Japan. I feel like 
There's, there's some promotions. I don't think I'm ready for Japan yet. I would love to go to Japan. <laughs> Japan scares the crap out of me because I don't feel like I'm anywhere on their caliber that mm. I will just make an ass of myself if I go over there. I know the only way to get better is to push yourself outside your limits and this and that. But again, I'm like a perfectionist. And also part of me is like, you brought on the ROH dojo. If you did bad, that looks bad on them. Like, that's what I have in my mentality. That's why I'm very hard on myself is... You were trained at the ROH dojo. If you look like an ass, you're going to make the school look like an ass. You're going to make the company yeah. look like an ass. Mm-hmm. It's like, so <laughs> that's why I'm always very trepidatious over certain stuff. But the women, every girl from stardom I've come across are the biggest sweethearts in the world and very patient and kind and like willing to work with you no matter what. Uh, but I don't think they realize, I'm sure they do realize their own strength and how amazingly badass they are. They probably like come over here like these weak little things that are barely doing shit <laughs> it's, it's it's like these americans he's like well what is that don't worry we'll make we'll give them a five-star match there we yeah, go yeah we'll make them look. that's what i'm afraid we'll wrestle our broomstick and make it look these good. poor americans <laughs> these poor americans <laughs> they suck it's also a language barrier like i remember delirious talking about that like wait till you go to like mexico or somewhere else where you don't speak each other's language and you literally have to feel each other out in the match and that happened what well, it was in pennsylvania it was uh, a lucha show and i did not understand lucha tag rules at all um i know it was me oh my god i can't this is where i'm gonna be an asshole because i can't remember the two luchas that were in the match but it's me and lady i can't remember her name i'm an asshole i can be called out for it. and then bone solve or somebody else so we're like all right me and Bonesaw will uh, communicate, and they can communicate. So at one point in the match, I went to pin Bonesaw, and my own partner pulled me off. And I remember being so confused and trying to communicate with her, like, what the hell did you just do? <laughs> and, and, and then there's no tag in, tag out in Lucha. It's it, in, out, in, out, in, out. And I'm like, it's oh, a, as soon as you follow the ring, you're basically out of But the I wasn't out of the ring. That's why I was like, well, Okay, and at one point, this is an infamous. Can you ask any of the guys at the dojo? The like the look on your face was, I help me, help me. I don't know what to do. The ref was choking me in the corner at one point, and I'm like, I'm not legally allowed to touch the ref, right? I'm not legally allowed to touch the ref, right? So I'm like panning over, looking for any familiar face, and like by the backstage, like, what the hell do I do in this moment, like? And I remember looking over and seeing CB, Eli Isom, and Shaheem Ali busting their ass laughing because the look on my face was, I don't know, please help me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even, I think at the, I'm trying to remember the end of the match. I think like uh, Bonesaw went, I don't don't know how it ended. It was like a drop kick or what, but like the one Lucha, then Bonesaw landed on her. And then the my partner pulled the ref, and then she laid on him. I was like, guess what? I'm the ref now. One, two, three. Match ended. Because I was like, I was so over the mat. It was like a hell in a handbasket. No, I didn't know. <laughs> I, there was no communication. Me and Bones all just like looked at each other, and we were like chopping each other back and forth because that's all the crowd was popping for. Like she was giving me soup because she, I call her like the queen of suplex. Uh, Bones all Jesse Brooks because she's, she's amazing at suplex. But they didn't care about that. They didn't care about that. So I was like, I'm taking suplex after suplex and they don't care but they just want to chop so like and they were doing lucha shit and we're like what <laughs> can somebody explain to me what's going on in this match and like when are we like who are we is it like individuals now is it not even a tag match so that's why like 
once I saw that lady like have them all three and she like put her arm, I was like, that's a pin to me. That's a pin. I'm the ref now. Ha 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 ha. I'm the match ended. <laughs> I, I, I so thought that, uh, why, that. Why is that legal that the one of the people in the match became a ref and the three count counted? I have no fucking idea. No fucking idea. I still cannot wrap my head around that match. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. You want to go watch it? Go ahead. I, I if you understand it, please explain it to me. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I thought Lucha Rules was like you get out of the ring and then that you're okay, you're out of the match now. You, there's no tags at all. There was no there was not a single there might have been one in the very beginning because I forcibly tagged my partner. Uh, <laughs> because I thought like this is this is this is where you're supposed to go. Like because uh, the other girl came in, I'm like, I can't communicate with her. I can't communicate with her, and I have no idea what she's going to come at me with. So I panicked because it was like one of my first few matches. Honestly, it was one of my first five matches, and I was not ready to be in a match with somebody that I did not speak because I'm like, I don't have enough like muscle memory to like know counters yet. Uh, so I panicked and I just slapped her like real, not not slapped her, but like grabbed her. I think she was holding the thing. I went like that. My counts. It counts. <laughs> Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. That, that um. Where can people find you? <laughs> where can they find like on Instagram and yeah, yeah, Instagram, exactly. Facebook. Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I think it's all the same. It should be Stella Gray two one five at Stella Gray two one five. Uh. Once again, we want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. By the way, you've been thank awesome, you so and we want we want we definitely want you to come back in the future. Yes, yeah, uh, definitely. Please definitely. tell your friends about us from the dojo. We'd be happy to interview them. Like, we want more ROH wrestlers because you just opened the door, the, the ROH door for us. Because <laughs> I don't think I have that power. Dying, <laughs> dying, uh, dying, dying. <laughs> You've been looking, it's like, you know, in the movies when they, they look out the door and there's like tumbleweed and there's desert, we're like, nah, nah, no one's coming. No one's going to come. It's just something right. over, put a shelf over that door. <laughs> All right. We will see you in the next one. We will see you in the next episode. Later. Later. <laughs> see you guys.